Hallelujah. Well, that's good. I believe that, um, how many of you believe that there's no limits with God? Is anything too big or too small for him? No, no, not at all. And so I just, I just want to challenge you tonight, and I just want to just bring the word of God to you. Really, it's just a simple, simple Bible study, but it's any word coming as revelation or, or an illumination of his word, um, it's just like a fresh, you know, now word to, to remind us of what's available to us and, and what God wants to do for us. And so um, we need to know, we need to trust, we need to believe that there are no limits and there is not one thing that's too small or too big in our lives for God to accomplish. Amen. And so tonight I'm just going to be sharing about dare to believe. Hallelujah. God cares about what you care about. Believe it or not. And you should believe it. He cares about what you care about. In Psalms 37, 4, he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God cares about what you desire. He cares about what you care about. And he wants you to believe him for stuff. He supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. He is not lacking in an area like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, Nick just got the last of the donuts. <laughs> There's no more for Clayton, you know. It's not that way with God. There's plenty of donuts. <laughs> There's plenty of, of supply in heaven to go around. And so he wants to give you the desires of your heart, and there's, he's not limited in supply. He wants to supply you with whatever it is that's on your heart, whatever you need. But you have to dare to believe God. You have to dare to ask him for that thing. A lot of times, many times, people think what they're um, believing God for or what they're believing for, I shouldn't even say believing God for, what they're trying to accomplish in life is maybe too small to even present to God to where, oh, they can handle it on their own, whether it be applying for a new job or whether it be um, taking care of a family situation, um, whatever it might be, and, and they don't even bring it before the Lord. They don't even dare to believe God because they think they can do it in their own, you know, handle it on their own. And God just wants us to... to um, Bring everything before him. Nothing's too big or too small for him. Um, and then sometimes people um, put limits on themselves and they don't believe, for God, believe God for big things. You know? Here's the thing we need to realize is God's ways are higher and bigger than our ways. His thoughts, way bigger than anything we could imagine. Even as the heavens are higher than the earth, the Bible says, so are his ways higher than our ways. And his thoughts for us are so much bigger than our thoughts. And so there's nothing that could surprise God that you would desire in your heart. There's nothing that would surprise God. There's nothing too big. In fact, he thinks bigger than even your biggest thought for yourself. Isn't that amazing? So there's nothing too big. And so God wants us to just be challenged to dare to believe him for just anything. Mark 9, 23, Jesus says to them, if you can believe, this is the ingredient we need. If you can believe what? Believe God. If you can believe what about God? That he is able. That all things are possible. 
If you can believe and use this one ingredient and believe, all things become possible to those who believe. So there's not something too small and there's not something too big. There's not something too supernatural and there's not something too natural. If you dare to believe, all things become possible to the one who dares to believe. So those of us who aren't daring to believe cannot become jealous of the one who is being blessed, whether it be spirit, soul, body, mind, financial, whatever they're being blessed in, those people have dared to believe that God would bless them in that area. They've dared to believe and, and fight the good fight of faith. They've dared to believe God for their healing, or they've dared to believe God for um, a marriage um, healing. They've dared to believe God and brought it before the Lord and actually believed that God was able. And then there's those who give up, and they stop daring to believe that God could. And, and the problem is, is sometimes uh, circumstances get in the way and we start looking at the circumstance and what we feel in the natural over what is possible with God. With faith, faith has absolutely zero to do with feelings. You don't have to feel a thing for God to be working. It's nice when you get a feeling, but it's not the case. God's not a God of feelings. He's a God of faith. So the only ingredient we need to receive from the kingdom of heaven is to believe, to believe God. Matthew 17, 20, Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. Like, I'm not lying about this thing. If you had faith even just this much, actually it was more like this much, you couldn't even see it because it's as small as a mustard seed, the smallest seed he chose to describe this. If you had faith, even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it would move and nothing would be impossible. Nothing. Not a family situation, not a job situation, not a financial situation, not... Um, a desire of your heart for ministry, nothing would be impossible if you would at least believe this much. That's what he's saying. Just this much. Just have faith in me at least this much. He's like, I tell you the truth. This is how much faith you need in me. So that kind of makes us look pretty sad sometimes <laughs> if we're not holding fast to our profession of faith and we're wavering in our faith. That means we're not even having that much in God and what he says he could do for us. He said nothing would be impossible if we at least have that much faith as long as we believe in our heart and don't doubt. Why? Well, common phrase, doubt you do without. Why? Because that's the lack of faith. And faith, like my dad always said this, faith is what moves God. He responds to faith. He responds to you believing him and his word. Matthew 7, 7 and 8, he says, Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. 
For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and him who knocks a door will be open. There's nothing negative in that, that scripture. Anyone who will believe and go and knock on the door, anyone who believes and dares to believe and asks, anyone who dares to seek after him will find, is what he's saying. But you have to have enough faith. Faith is what causes you to move forward. And so if I think even this much that my sister's going to be home when I go knock on her door, I'll drive to her house and walk up to her door and knock. If I don't have faith, I won't go through the, the hassle of going driving to her house and walking up to the door. Okay? When you approach God, don't have doubt in your heart that he's not even going to answer the door. Because you're not going to have the door open to you then. But when you have faith and you knock, the door's open. When you have faith and you ask, you expect a response when you call up God, right? <laughs> you expect you're going to hear his voice. Some people have trouble hearing his voice because they go to God with an expectation of zero. They go to God expecting that they're going to fail in hearing from him, so then therefore they don't hear. But try it the other way. Go to God, expect that you're going to hear his voice, and you'll be surprised. Because expectancy is faith. We must dare to believe God, for with God all things are possible. So think about it. What are you believing for? Or what do you desire? Maybe you haven't dared to believe him for it yet. But what do you desire? Healing? Financial breakthrough? Spiritual breakthrough? answers to questions in your heart is anything too big for God nothing but we have to dare to believe Mark 11 24 or 22 through 24 says have faith in God Jesus answered again truly I'm telling the truth <laughs> if anyone says to this mountain throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart notice doesn't doubt but believes that they, what they say will happen, it will be done for them. I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, if you will believe and not doubt, if you will believe, you will receive and it will be yours. So the ingredient we need is faith. Believing is faith. And making sure that we're not doubting. Making sure that our faith isn't in our bank account, making sure our faith isn't in a person, making sure our faith isn't in how we feel. Oh, if I feel right, then that means it's right, that it's going to work out. No, your faith is in God alone is what he says. Don't doubt in your heart. Believe what you say. Believe what you're asking for. Dare to believe, and he says, it will be yours. Notice how confident he is in himself. If you'll at least have faith like a mustard seed and dare to believe and come into that throne room where it's a throne room of mercy and grace. So it's like all you need is the blood of Jesus. You don't even have to deserve it. And that's the thing is people discount themselves too because they don't feel like they deserve to ask for help, freedom, Blessing, 
whatever. They, they, they condemn themselves. They, they feed into the lies of the enemy. Uh, I don't deserve to be free because I've sinned, or I don't deserve um, to be blessed because I've been disobedient, or I, I don't deserve um, joy in my life because I've hurt people, or whatever it might be. The love of God covers a multitude of sins, and that's why it's the mercy seat. So we come into the throne room, we receive mercy, grace, forgiveness, and help in time of need. So hey, you have not because you ask not. Go into that throne room, plead the blood of Jesus over yourself, and ask him. Have faith that he hears you and that you can receive. Don't discount yourself. That dis discounting and is, is doubt that God would want to give it to you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. Amen? So ask God for what you need. In John 16, 24, he says, Until now, you have asked me for nothing in my name. Ask. Why would somebody ask nothing? Because they don't believe that he would give it to them. Because of either they feel like failure or they feel like it couldn't happen for them because they're not righteous enough or whatever. They don't feel like they deserve it. Or they don't have faith that God would do it for them. And God says, until now you've asked me for nothing in my name. Ask so that I can make you joyful. Doesn't a child get happy when you give them a blessing? Even if I go to the dollar stores to get like a gift bag or something, I grab something for Jude. And I know it's going to break like after 10 minutes, but I just like the joy and he says, <laughs> he's like, next time, Mom, he's kind of getting a clue. I mean, he gets, has fun for like 10 minutes. Next time, Mom, maybe spend $5 on the toy. <laughs> maybe it'll last. He literally said this last time I gave him a gift. Maybe it'll last longer. <laughs> and I said, well, when I go to a different store, yeah. But, yeah, he's funny. He wants to give you the desires of your heart because he's a good father and he wants to see that smile on your face. We being earthly want to see a smile on our child's face and give them joy. How much more will your heavenly father give you good things to those who what? Ask. Ask. Why? So that your joy can be full. So that he can see a smile on your face. He wants to give you the desires of your heart, but you must dare to believe and approach him concerning these things. And when you pray, have faith, have confidence, have assurance that what you have asked for, you have received. You should actually receive joy in your heart and expectation waiting. You know that it's going to happen, like an assurance, like I've asked him for this. I know that I have faith and I've asked him for this. Now I'm going to leave it with him and know that it's happening. Expect and look for it. I like the, the prophet who prayed for rain. He had this expectation. I always get the two prophets mixed up. Elijah, Elisha. Which one did it? Huh? Elijah. Elijah. Um, so I was like, the prophet. <laughs> Elijah prays for rain. 
Did he be? What did he be? Did he be? <laughs> Doing real good. <laughs> was he discouraged when he went out and looked and saw nothing? Did he get discouraged and discount himself? Ah, oh, I guess God doesn't hear my prayer. No, he dared to believe for something enormous. He dared to believe God and ask for something that was big and impossible in human eyes and standards. That's what faith does, is believes that even if it's impossible to man, I can ask God for something and it becomes possible. Why? Because we're asking the God, the creator of those clouds, the creator of the heavens and the earth. If you're asking God for, for financial breakthrough, he is the owner of this earth. <laughs> you know, he created it. Everything belongs to him. So it's not too big for him. So he dares to ask God for a cloud, for rain, I should say. And he sees a cloud. Why does he keep going out to look? It's because he had an expectation that when he had prayed and dared to believe God for this thing that was impossible, with God becomes possible. He had an expectation he was looking for it. And that's what I'm saying is when you ask God for something, when you're believing God for something, when you dared to believe God for something that maybe is naturally impossible, or maybe it is something little, it's fine to start off little because then when you see that he fulfills that thing, then your faith is grown. So, you know, I don't start off believing for a church building. I maybe start off believing for... Lunch money. I don't know. <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, supernaturally, you know, he gave me the $5, and then it grows from there. But whatever the case, nothing's too big for God, and nothing's too small for God. Even, um, not that I was believing for it, but I'm just thinking about even the little things. Like I said, even the dollar store toy brought a joy to my son's face. And I was thinking about driving through Chick-fil-A not too long ago. Yes, telling on myself. But um, who doesn't enjoy a little Chick-fil-A? <laughs> anyway, so I drove through there. <laughs> and the silliest little thing, somebody in front of me paid for me. They didn't know who I was. But I always hear about that on the radio and stuff, but I never had it happen to me. And I, I got the biggest smile on my face. I mean, I had the $5, you know, to pay, but it was just a nice blessing, and I just brought a smile to my face. Think about how much more when you get blessings from God, you know, how he enjoys you to get that smile on your face. And I know that was a blessing from God, but he wants to bless you above and beyond all you could ask or think. So, is what you're believing God for seem too big? Is that why you're not daring to believe him? Is what you're believing God for just something that you've been dealing with for so long that you kind of just got used to it and you stopped believing him for it? Because that's doubt. If we stop believing, we stop looking for the cloud, that's doubt. Keep looking for that cloud. Keep expecting the miracle. Keep expecting because your faith is in God. It's not in the circumstance. 
Keep expecting that breakthrough. Keep expecting whatever it is that you've asked the Lord for. We're serving the God who parted the Red Sea, who causes blind eyes to open, not used to cause, but still does. Causes the lame to walk, the blind to see, the deaf to hear, who raises the dead, who casts out devils, all which is naturally impossible. But because we serve the God who's alive, the impossible becomes possible. So concerning anything else, just because it's in the word, like, you know, he opens deaf ears, blind eyes, we all say, yeah, yeah, God does that. But what about your situation with your job, your situation with your family, your situation with whatever it is you're believing for, you know, peace of mind, I don't know. It could be anything. Have faith for that. Dare to believe God to see you through that. Dare to believe God for answers regarding those situations because we do serve the God who is more than enough. Amen? El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh. He's everything. And he owns and has everything. Hallelujah. Dare to believe God. He will heal your body. Set your family free. Pay off your debt. <laughs> is that my time limit? Am I up? <laughs> James 4.2 says, you have not because you ask not. Sometimes, you know, like, I didn't ask for that little blessing in the drive-thru. <laughs> I got blessed. But I remember being a kid, being a teenager, didn't have a job, and I would want money to do stuff. I would have not because I asked not. But if I asked, I'd be more likely to receive it, wouldn't I? How much more likely are you likely to receive if you ask the Lord for whatever it is you need? He wants to give it to you. It's already something he says. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. But you have to ask. Why? He just created it that way. He wants to converse with you. He wants you to have faith in him and who he is and what he can do in your life. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. It's so simple. I know this is such a simple message, but he says, says it about himself over and over here. It's possible. Just ask. Just dare to believe me. Just this much. Come before me and believe. And don't doubt. Don't give up your profession of faith. Don't waver in your believing. Keep expecting. Keep looking for it. Amen? God is able and he supplies our needs. He heals our bodies. He sets the captives free. He gives desires of your hearts. So don't waver. In 2 Corinthians 9.8, it says, And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. That's how much he has. So don't be shy. Ask him. And just believe that when, he, when you pray, that he heard you. And that you know, that you know, that you know, you have the petitions you've asked for. And look for it. 
have expectation. Thank the Lord for it. That when you ask, you have received. And rejoice. I remember one time when I was, um, I don't know, my 20s or something like that. But um, I was asking God for something. And I heard this scripture. And rejoice that you've got it. And I heard the Lord say, what would that look like? If, if you knew that something you've been believing God for for 10 years, that you asked the Lord for something and you knew it was yours, and you knew that you were receiving it, what would that look like? And I, something in me jumped up off my bed and did this dance around my room. And I screamed and danced and shouted as if someone won the lottery. Those people who win the lottery don't even have the money in their hand yet. They just have someone telling them they won. God has told you you've won. God has told you you've got the victory. God has told you I supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. God has told you that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. God has already told you if you ask, you shall receive and your joy will be full. He's already given you the answer and the answer is yes to whatever you ask him for. What would it look like if you believed that that was true? I guess nobody in here is going to receive anything. <laughs> if that's what it looks like to you, then okay. Oh, thank you, Lord. I really like it. <laughs> that was real nice of you. <laughs> no, God wants to see joy. And your joy will be full. I know you're going to do it when you get home. But please do, because he wants to see your joy to be full. Uh, the Lord said, don't let them wait till they get home. <laughs> Hallelujah! Woo! And she's going to receive what she asked for. <laughs> but I wasn't kidding so you got it let me know what it is that you asked for because I'm curious God wants our joyful but we have to dare to believe and ask him and be expecting expectation acts like it's, it's going to happen I'm on a roll <laughs> with my lingo <laughs> expectation gets excited that it has taken place the moment that you've asked. I know sometimes it takes a little bit. Daniel prayed 21 days, but they said, the Lord said from the first day he asked, the answer was sent. From the first moment you asked the Lord and you dare to believe God, that God who, who, who causes the things that are impossible for man, he makes possible for you. You dare to believe that he can do that for you and you ask him for whatever it is that you need. Have expectation. Allow yourself to have your joy be full with expectation. 
Because that's faith. That's faith. Is believing before you see it. And that's what moves God. That's what moves God. That's what moves heaven. You stick out because you're trusting him. That's what caused different ones, you know, um, God called Abraham the father of faith because he believed, he dared to believe something pretty extreme. You're going to be the father of many nations, but yet in the natural you absolutely cannot have children. And by the way, you're 100 years old, your wife's 90, and she's well past her birthing years, and you're going to be the father of many nations. Totally impossible by all man's standards. Doesn't matter what doctor checked you out. It's not happening. <laughs> Those things just aren't in there anymore. <laughs> it's not happening. But with God, if you dare to believe, all things are possible. We like to think like, oh, well, that's Abraham. That's in the Bible. It's in the Bible for a reason. He put the most extreme situations in the word of God so that compared to your situation, your thing's nothing for God. It's not a thing for him. But we got to dare to believe. We got to dare to expect. Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply, there's no question, all your needs according to his riches and glory. He is not shy of peace Joy. He is not shy of restoration of families. He doesn't have a lack of finances or healing or body parts. He has every single thing that you could ever need in his riches and glory. That's why he's rich. Amen. And this is just really important. James 1.6, he says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Don't be trying to work it out because we see what happened with Abraham. He kind of Mess, almost messed things up a little bit. His faith started to be detoured into his own abilities. <laughs> Helping God out. Causing a whole generation of people that weren't supposed to be. Have faith in God alone and don't waver. For a person who's divide, who with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea and is blown and tossed by the wind, let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. You did not do yourself a service by stopping each morning to go out and look for the cloud after the sixth time. You did not do yourself a service by looking at the waves, I guess we're going we're gonna to sink this time. You do not do yourself after believing God and sowing a seed and believing God for financial breakthrough and then looking at the bank account and start saying, I guess we're going to lose the house. I guess we're going to not be able to make that car payment. I guess you're eliminating, you're causing yourself to have your prayers eliminated. Let that man, I'm not saying it, God says it, let that man who gets into doubt, let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. So I encourage you, if you've gotten into any of that, repent, repent, repent for doubting because that's the opposite of faith. And faith only is what moves God. 
Pray and have faith that God hears you when you pray and believe, have assurance that your joy is full. Have so much assurance that you have this expectation, this joy on the inside of you that it's going to happen. Be looking for it. You're praying for a loved one to come around. Be looking for changes. Expect and look for changes in, in how they respond. Expect it. Why? Because God heard your prayer. And it's happening. Whether they like it or not, it's happening. I'm serious. This is our faith in our God. And it can move mountains out of the way from them coming to the Lord. That's the faith of a mustard seed can move that mountain out of the way so that they will come to the Lord. The faith of a mustard seed can move the mountain of hindrance blocking up your financial breakthrough if you just have, at least have faith of a mustard seed. You can say to that mountain of hindrance, be removed and cast into the sea. And if you don't doubt in your heart that when you say mountain of hindrance, be removed and cast into the sea, he says you will have whatever you have faith for, whatever you ask for. But so many of us don't dare to believe or to even ask the Lord, let alone respond and, and use this faith to act on the word and, and move things out of the way. We've been given power and authority over all the power of the enemy. But if we don't have faith, we won't act on it. If we, if we get into doubt, we'll shy away from it. We won't expect or be looking for that person to change. We'll be expecting the worst. Let me say this, that when you're expecting the worst, you are not in faith. Expect when you ask God to, to change that person's heart. Expect when you ask God to do a work in their hearts and their lives and, and to draw them back into the kingdom of God. Expect that God's going to intervene some way, somehow. You don't know when, but he's going to do it. And look for change. Look for God's presence on the situation. Don't expect them to fail. Because that's doubt. And you won't receive anything from the Lord. Hebrews 11, 8 through 12. By faith he, that is called Abraham, obeyed. And he went out into a place which he was to receive for this inheritance. He went out not even knowing where he went. In other words, God says, go here. And you're going to receive an inheritance. And he didn't even know where he was going. But he had so much faith that he would follow God into a deserted place that he had no idea what the name of it was. God didn't give him a heads up. He just knew that he was supposed to go in this direction. By faith, he lived in a land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in cottages with Isaac and Jacob, the co-heirs of the same promise. He looked for a city that had the foundations whose builder and maker is God. He was looking. He was in expectation that whatever God said, he would receive. That's what we need to be doing. Abraham's called the father of faith, so then we need to follow some footsteps here. 
He's looking with expectation, even though he can't see it, even though he can't feel it. He's responding and doing what God said to do, and he's looking and expecting for this thing to show up. By faith, even Sarah jumped on the bandwagon eventually. By faith, Sarah herself, being barren, received strength to conceive seed, even past the time of age. Because she believed, even if it was this much, (laughs) because we know she didn't have a whole lot, and that would probably be kind of difficult. But God's even just saying, even if you have as small as a mustard seed, if you can just give me that, I'll work with it. And he did with Sarah. Because we know she doubted. She laughed. Thought that was totally humanly impossible, ridiculous. But God, the one who created the heavens and the earth. So God got her on his side and she had faith and she received the strength. And she believed that God was faithful to do what he was promising. And we know she gave birth. Miracle. I want to talk to her one day. (laughs) How did that feel? (laughs) Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Dare to believe. All things are possible if you'll dare to believe. Amen? I want to encourage you. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. Write down what you're believing God for. And, and, and don't ask in doubt, like, because you're going to ask the Lord and, and believe and have faith that you have these things. But then have this list as, as a vision and be expecting, be th- like going over it daily, thanking the Lord that these things are taken care of. Not in doubt, but you're thanking the Lord and rejoicing. Your joy is full. And, and, and look, the Lord had me do this and he had Abraham do this. Look and imagine what things would look like if it was so. Use your imagination that God gave you. See with the eye of faith, in other words what it would look like if you had in your hand the manifestation of what you're asking God for. And it will come to pass. Rather than looking at the circumstance. Amen. That's it. That's all I got for you tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just pray and then uh, we'll go ahead and take up tonight's offering. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Oh, for encouraging us, Lord, in your presence and lifting those heavy weights, God. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word tonight, Lord, and and, and encouragement, Lord, to to keep our eyes on you and to have faith in you and to dare to come and even ask you for things that we've been shying away from asking you, God. Lord, nothing's impossible for you. And with you, God, all things are possible. So, God, we put our trust in you, our hope in you. And we expect that when we pray, Lord, that your answer to us is yes, and that our joy is full. So I just want to encourage you to to go before the Lord tonight, 
to write some lists down of what you're asking him for. Ask him for these things in faith. And then be expecting. Look for the answer. Expect to see changes in those situations. Start taking a little bit of time and seeing with the eye of faith the answer. And when you see it with the eye of faith, start praising him as if it's done already. And you'll see that thing come to pass. Amen. Father, we just pray for a blessing tonight upon the giver, upon the gift, and every seed that is sown, Lord. And I thank you for uh, mighty testimonies coming forth because of people daring to believe you, God. I just speak blessing on the giver and the gift at every seed sown. I thank you, Father, right now that you supply and you provide all that we need, spirit, soul, 